Look at Talk, new episode starts now. Welcome everybody to another edition of the Look at Talk podcast. I'm your man V Jones, the sommelier of the something something that's called by OG out in California. And tonight is another exclusive series podcast. And joining me today, holding it down in South Florida, is Queen T from the Adulting I Hate It Here podcast. I think we all hate it here, to be honest, to be honest. But how you doing Woo-hoo. tonight, T? I am tired. I look like what I've been through. But I'm in there like swimwear. So it's all good. <laughs> hey, how you surviving this corona apocalypse? Um, I'm just here. I'm just here trying to can. Um, I think I'm probably just more annoyed that people in this as seriously as they probably should. So every time I walk out of my black ass door, I got to go deal with something. I, I totally feel you on that. And also, this whole country is not taking this seriously. You got a fucking president that's talking about putting Lysol in Jesus, your damn body. Jesus. Jesus. Know you know, people ain't taking this shit seriously. Your first government job shouldn't be president. I just strongly <laughs> feel like you should just have some practice. I don't know, work at the city of Miami. I don't know, do something else besides your first job being president because this is exactly what you get. Exactly. I'm just like, you You hit the nail on the point. Your first job should not be governor. And bad enough, we got a governor in Florida that was talking about reopening schools. I'm like, why are you going to send them damn kids back to school? For sure, because my mama worked at a school, and it made me uncomfortable when everything was going on and, and the schools were still open before they closed them. And it's like, you know, kids are little cesspools for everything. So while the children may or may not get through their schooling without being sick or what have you, they could definitely make the staff sick. They could definitely make the, the teachers sick. Um, I just don't see how it's a good idea to just open outside with no vaccine, no plan. Have you read through some of the stipulations that they're asking some of the businesses to reopen to do? Yeah, they're asking them businesses a lot. I'm just like, yeah, y'all, y'all crazy. Just stay close. Just stay close. Just, right. It's simple as that. Just stay close and... I don't agree with our neighbors up north in Georgia doing. I mean, you got the governor wanting to reopen the state, open some of the businesses, and then the mayor of Atlanta telling everybody stay your behinds home. So, what a dumbass! This is such a shit show. I hate to curse so much, but it's just such. No, you fine. You fine. Oh, because cursing is uh, avidly a part of my lexicon. Because that's how I'm is. Listen, listen, you talking <laughs> to somebody from, from Tampa. So we we Floridians here. Oh, we, you already good. know. You already you know. You good. Listen, so like I tell all my guests, like, feel free to cuss. You know what I'm saying? I cuss all the time. You have, y'all probably heard some episodes of Look Talk where I be going off. So come on now. Just want to make sure, you know, because you just got to cover your bases for, you know, the listeners and whatnot. But um, I know. <laughs> but no, it's 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 pretty much overwhelming. It's very overwhelming with everything that's going on. You can't escape it. You open your phone. It doesn't matter how you try to avoid any update from coronavirus because you don't really want to have like cognitive dissonance where you just like you don't care because it's not happening to you. Like I want to be informed, but also this too much. So yes, it, it's just too much panic and too much madness, and it's like people in the damn stores buying up all the cleaning supplies, buying up all the damn toilet paper. I'm like, what the fuck? The toilet paper gonna do? They don't know. No one knew. No one to this day. To this day, nobody knows what they were collecting tissue for. What were y'all trying to build a teepee or something? What? What the hell? I'm like, damn. Make a mummy. Wipe uh, all yeah. the asses. I don't know. <laughs> I know, right? This is crazy. It's like you one person should not be buying five or six packs of toilet paper. I'm like, I live by myself and I, I got the little pack and a pack of toilet paper lasts me a good couple of months. Understand this, okay? If you're a reasonable person and you get a decent sized pack, you know the one that come with like 
12 or 24 like you're not running yeah. out of that for a long time unless your asshole really really big and like I don't know what else you would need the tissue for but um I understand the psychology of why people were doing it but I don't understand the actuality of people doing it yet and yet all the healthy stuff and all the clean supplies that's not as harmful stay nobody touching that I'm like mm. And all the vitamins and all the stuff you actually might need ain't being touched. Body wash still on there. Why? Because people still not washing their ass. They washing their hands <laughs> and avoiding the whole ass. I don't. I don't understand. I don't. I don't understand either. But this Corona madness, and I don't know when it's gonna end because some people say it's gonna end soon. Um, I know some some um, people in the government were like they trying to reopen the country because they don't want to pay nobody no more money. I'm like. You cheap bastards. That's really what it boils down to because America doesn't feel like we deserve any black ass thing. And when this is done, we're gonna revisit reparations. I'm like, so so to. so y'all have the balloons and y'all have the coins. You're just not doing it. Got it. So we'll revisit <laughs> when this is done. And also we need to revisit the fact that there are a lot of cities like Flint, Michigan, that ain't got clean clean water. I just ugh. It's so embarrassing to be an American. It's so embarrassing. Because yes, it's it like is. you're watching every other country spring into action, do the best they can, freeze mortgage, freeze rent, help their people as much as they can. Now, granted, they don't have some of the freedoms that we do. Um, and by we, I mean people that's not black. Um, because, you know, niggas not free. Niggas ain't free, that's right. You know, but you're watching these other countries really get a hold of the situation, even if they have to like last minute just create a hospital or like get new beds. And you know, they really found a way to make it work. And you have America, who is a capitalistic country, who is all about the dollar. They're all about yes. the dollar. Yes, that that's so true. The obsession with the dollar is just ridiculous here because. I remember seeing some that where I said that um, the Chinese were going to release a, um, a cure for the coronavirus, but America wanted to hold it up because they want to charge for it. What the fuck, America? This is how America... Listen, nobody should be surprised at what's happening right now. I think it's more just off-putting, especially Black people. We know how trash the government, people, the powers that be... Uh, can be towards us. We know and we've seen them not give a fuck about us. So it's only white people that are surprised right now. They're like, yes, what? Is because, <laughs> yes, because we've been saying this for, for the longest, but nobody want to listen. Correct. They they know. We, we've already experienced this. We have experienced living in scarcity. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's why I feel like a lot of black people, I, we, we're taking it serious. I don't want to speak for all niggas, but um, I feel like we are taking it seriously, but there is an element of it that we kind of like, child, been there, done that. We already know how to survive off this one bag of rice and this one jug of juice. And we already know how to do that. It's everybody else that's learning how to live, how we've lived for a long time. Yeah, they learn how we've lived for a long time and and I still see the video of some white folks just talking to police any kind of way. I'm like, it's, I'm looking at these videos like, y'all It's wild how much patience the police exert when they're um, dealing with confrontational, yes. color colored people. I'd be like, yes. That's cute. So you using everything you learned in your training. But when it comes to niggas, not... we're inherently oh, bad. <laughs> no, when it comes to niggas, we use the excessive force that don't give a damn. Only thing that'll happen to us is we get slapped on the wrist, or if we get fired by one department, we'll get hired by another department. I'm telling you, they don't fire them people anyway. They be like, "Could you just stop doing that in public?" Okay, well then you can go back out tomorrow. That's all a reprimandment they exactly. get. Exactly. And my mom had told me about um some 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 um parts of Florida where I think it was one part of Florida that the state had to come down on those cop police officers. All they did was fire them, and those officers were able to get jobs in other counties. I'm like, that ain't coming down on nobody. Exactly, because they're protected by the blue. They're protected mm-hmm. by the blue. And it's it's a brotherhood. 
I won't even say it's a sisterhood, even though women are a part of it because they don't consider women like people. But yeah, I mean, there's no real repercussions for their actions. So why would they care about what they do to us? You know what I'm saying? It's a general consensus exactly. that nothing will happen to you. Even if you kill them, nothing will happen to you. As long as you're not a black cop killing a white person. Who they get your ass tomorrow. What? I, I've seen those I've seen those stories. They done putting them people to death and stuff. I'm like, God damn. Oh, no, they don't play like that. They don't play like that. That that is that's that's sad. That's just but that's America for you. So what do you think of the people down there in South Florida? I saw the videos where the people still having the block parties, still going crazy down there. I'm like, they still turn up. I even saw some videos of I-95 shut down because people getting lit. These damn jigaboos down here. I am sick of it, okay? <laughs> I am T.I. Red and I don't want to deal with that no more because Again, that's what I was just saying. It's like we take it serious, but not really because we've already been through this before. You know, within our own culture of living in scarcity mm-hmm. of, you know what I'm saying? But you cannot get niggas to not congregate. It's not going to happen. It's not going <laughs> to Niggas are going to violate that damn social distancing every it's day. It's a lot of niggas that can't pronounce social distancing, so I know they're not doing it. <laughs> Shout out to y'all, though. <laughs> exactly. Hey, shout out to y'all. We I love do. y'all. We we love y'all, but we I just do. saying. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 funny because when black people do it, um, of course we're ignorant, belligerent. We don't listen to laws, rules, whatever. But you have all of these beige people marching, brandishing weapons, talking about reopen because my roots coming through. Like, girl. And when they get when they want to go protest and um, exercise their rights, they get to do whatever they want without social distancing. They get to do whatever they want. Even here in Jacksonville, oh, here in Jacksonville, but in Florida, in Jacksonville, um, opening up the beaches. And as soon as they did, they they flocked to the beach. And I'm like, yes, I saw oh, that. Well, I saw we that. live I'll right play. here on the beach, and it's just so sad to watch it, and we can't be a part of it said some um, white lady and I'm like do you know what type of first world problem that is oh I'm looking at the ocean from my condo too bad I can't go to the beach well well, ma'am you can't go to the beach but guess what you got a cute ass view enjoy it until that demogorgon is gone from outside when it's gone go outside (laughs) exactly and I saw them people flocking to the beach and then it's like then I'm having to tell other people that um I've done podcasts in other states. I'm like, them ain't the real Floridians. Them them the privileged Floridians because the real niggas ain't gonna go to the beach Listen, right away. We need to let that first batch of Corona air, you know, just just air out a little bit, and we gotta let yeah, other right people now. see how sick they get, and then you follow. But you don't go out when it first. That's opened exactly. That's exactly what's, how it's going to be once once they tell us everything about them, I'm going to let all y'all asses go to the bars, go to the clubs, go all out, oh. go crazy, waste your money. I'm just and it's crazy because being home don't make you save money. It's disgusting. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> See, I've done good, but I'm like, I think this was probably the first week in years where I didn't drive my car to go nowhere. I'm like, this yeah, man. It's like the only couple of places that you're going. Grocery store. Necessities. I'm tired of going to the grocery mm-hmm. store. Um, I'm tired of spending money like that. I'm tired of cooking. I'm tired of slaving, yeah. really and truly. <laughs> yeah, I feel you on that. I, I definitely feel you on that. Um, man, I'm getting tired of it going to the stores, having to wait in line. I'm like, why are y'all holding this damn line like this a damn club? And then people are not social distancing. I was about to backhand this lady with all Hello. of my knuckles because I'm like, ma'am, I know you see these stickers and tape on the floor where you should be standing. Why are you so close to me? Why are you making me be confrontational in these people's establishment? So 
people are still struggling with just following directions. It's very basic, but people are still struggling. So um, we got to solicit the prayer warriors for us all. Yes, we do. And also, I'm going to have to continue shopping at the exclusive stores. I'm not like, but I'm, I'm still like seeing like, don't, and I hate going into stores and I'm seeing people looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, don't look at me because I know this ain't the store <laughs> I have uh, my type will go into. Yeah, yes, I'm at Whole Foods. Don't look uh, at me hello, like that. You like food too? Well, I like fruits and vegetables, bitch. Mm. Mm-hmm. I like I like my shit. So um, don't don't look at me like I'm crazy. Just pay for your shit. Because everybody knows it. Mm-hmm. They nosy. <laughs> they crazy. I don't know what's wrong with them. Enough about this damn coronavirus and all these people. Tell me about your podcast. Or don't got hated here because I feel yes. like we all can relate. Well, um. Well, really, I started uh, 2013 with another podcast that I created called Urban Sweet Talk, and uh, it was online radio. So it was before podcasting popped off, and then when podcasting popped off, I kind of transitioned into that, and last December, I ended that podcast and started adulting i hate it here because i felt like one i have been doing that podcast for since 2013 till 2019 and that's a you know in the podcast world that's a long that's like light years in the podcast world because a lot of podcasts really don't have longevity because and i get it like i've been there um but what happened was, like, I created that other podcast when I was a lot younger, and I've gone through life changes, and I just, really what it was, is, like, I was completely ratchet, right? We had a very righteous, ratchet show. It was delicious. I loved it. I talked shit for an hour. It was great. Boom. But then when I would want to have certain guests on my show, (laughs) um, I'm going to tell you the honest truth. Like, I wanted to have certain guests on my show. And although they listened to my show and they loved it, they didn't want to be a guest because they didn't want their brand associated with the vulgarity of, like, how I talk sometimes or just the topics. And I was like, man, I didn't know I was creating something that people would be ashamed to be a part of. Like, I like to listen to it, but I would never be on it. That's kind of how that conversation went. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, cute. And then I also had went through like crazy medical experience. I had surgeries and I just got to a uh, place where I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to do this thing and if I'm not going to just give it up because I'm tired, you, you, I know, you know, it's like, you, you're not always in the mood. Um, life is happening and you have people who listen to your show who hold you accountable. So if you don't post a show or if you don't talk about the things that, that everyone is talking about, you kind of feel out of the loop and it can be discouraging. So I didn't want to fall into that and I wanted to create something that we all could relate to. Like you hit it right on the head. Like it's, I wanted to create something that's relatable and you don't have to necessarily, like I geared it towards 30 plus be that as long as you're an adult with some form of responsibility you will totally get it and um with the show i wanted it to be kind of self-help kind of little loungy talking to your girl um just something that i wanted people to take have something to take away from the podcast when they listen to it so every week i would tackle something that either i'm dealing with in my adulting in some form or it's come up in conversation like one of my first or second episodes is about um the imposter syndrome just feeling like you even though you've worked really hard and you have evidence that you've worked really hard for the things that you have you don't believe your own hype you know when people compliment you you almost can't even agree or believe it because deep down you don't believe it it's like when somebody's like, oh, yeah, you're so pretty. And it's like you kind of cringe a little bit. Like, oh, yeah, well, thank you. And you're kind of embarrassed just from people being kind to you. And I'm like, what is that about? So I've just been going through life and experiencing certain things. And I'm like, I'd rather talk about it. And I don't care if I'm like the only person 
on that hill talking about that thing. But nine times out of 10, because I can't invent emotions. Um, there's only about 40 human emotions and they were here before you and they are here while you're here and they're going to be here when you're gone. So there is no emotion you can create, which means that we all experience the same emotions on different levels. So we all can relate. So when I'm talking about a specific topic, sometimes I get very into it. Um, but I always just want people to, to take off their headphones or, or stop the podcast at some point and like, okay, I didn't think about that. And not just really use it to complain, but to kind of give tips and tools of kind of like how to navigate it because I don't know about you, but I was completely fucking ill prepared to be an adult. <laughs> like, I don't think I've been doing it right <laughs> for a long time. And um, uh, like my niece, she's 21. She listens to the show and she learns things and she'll hit me up and like, oh, auntie, like, I didn't know that y'all didn't know what y'all was doing either. I'm like, girl, nobody knows what the fuck we're doing. We're making it up every day. <laughs> nobody knows what we're doing. And um, I, w I just wanted to speak more to that and to my current experience. So the adulting I hated here podcast and YouTube has been um, a learning journey. Because I also have never did a podcast by myself. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yes, that, that is, that's a lot. Uh, that is a definitely a long journey. And that imposter syndrome, honestly, with this whole podcast thing, I've been going through that my damn self whenever I've had guests on that compliment me on the podcast. Wow, I'm like, damn, <laughs> It's my uh, great job. You're like, you, I don't you believe sure that. About that? Or uh, you mean me? <laughs> And also, I think maybe that imposter syndrome could also show that us as people, we're harder on ourselves oh, sure. than You're anybody else. You're so mean else. to yourself. There's things that you say to yourself that you would never let somebody say to you. But you let it go because it's you. Exactly. And you don't hold that voice accountable. And like I talk about that, too. I'm like, yeah, the voices that are in your head, um, that doesn't mean you're crazy. Like All these words that people like to use, I'm like, this is very basic. Even that little voice like... Did I turn off the stove? No, I turned it off. No, no. Am I, did, did you really turn it off? Let me go see. That's a whole conversation without your mouth moving. It was just in your head, a whole conversation about what you should be doing. And I'm like, only, okay, so if you can hear the voice, who's the one listening? Who's the one speaking? Mm -hmm. If you, if something in your head, because people said, something told me. It's like, no, it's that voice in your head. It's your ego that always wants you to be comfortable and never wants you to deal with difficult things. And your ego will put you in wild, crazy situations and don't save you from it because it'll talk you right up. You know what? Text them. Yeah. Because, mm -hmm. you know, you need to get this off your damn chest because they've been trying <laughs> you. So write this long ass text message and send it to them and let them know how you feel. Get it off your chest. Right. Because it, it, it you will practice the argument in the shower. You'll practice the argument driving because we're fucking crazy. <laughs> and we will. It's, it's neurosis. And we will drive ourselves crazy. And I heard something recently, I was listening to a lecture and they're like, fear is like drawing a monster on a paper, putting it on a refrigerator and then running from it every time you see it because you created it. Nothing else outside this. No, you create your own fears. Whatever you're afraid of is because you did that. So I'm mm -hmm. big on accountability. I'm big on checking yourself before other people get a chance to check you. There are things I catch myself doing all the time and I, I hold myself accountable and I'd be like, you know what? That's wrong. <laughs> like, don't do that. Or like my boyfriend or like something like that. Yes, you say I've... something and I'd be like, why would you even take that personal? He clearly loves the hell out of you. That has nothing to do with you. And I'll talk myself off that ledge. Man, I have talked myself out so many ledges. It's crazy. But also, I've had to um, check that damn voice because I've had confrontations. And sometimes that voice will keep you from holding your damn self accountable. Like, no, you know, they're just wrong. Like, no. Because I remember a CEO once said, sometimes you got to fire the person in the mirror a couple of times and then come back. Exactly. So. Because it's like, 
yeah, like I said, you'll give yourself slack for the things that you crucify people for. The things you let other people get away with, you don't let yourself get away with. It's a very um, dysfunctional relationship between the ego, the id, the voice, and you as a person. Like, I'm, I'm very big on meditation and metaphysics and things like that. You know what I'm saying? Smoke and meditate. <laughs> but... Mm-hmm. but it's it's <laughs> yes. I've gotten to a point where before I go looking anywhere else in the world for a solution I'm going to look inside because it's in there because I came here with everything I was supposed to have everything I needed I was brought into this world with everything I've gotten has been because of this thing I've, I've came into this world with whether that's my brain talent whatever it is I came here with it so why would I go looking for and I don't know if you're religious but like I don't I don't feel the need to go oh I gotta go to church I gotta I'm like everything that you're pulling towards that's outside of you you. you're saying to yourself I don't trust what you're saying to me so I'm gonna go ask somebody else about me it's like why would you go ask anybody else about you there are things that you will take to your grave because you won't tell nobody else (laughs) You know what I'm saying? People don't know the inner workings of you. Um, You're the only one that does. That means you're the only one that has the solution. And I mean, you can. Like, I was stuck in the whole, oh, crystals and collecting, you know, energies. And like, yeah, that stuff is cute. (laughs) But again, if if you swapped (laughs) that, and meditating and yoga and getting spiritual because you say you're not religious you're spiritual okay well you're trading a cross for crystals you're trading being on your knees praying for meditation you're swapping one thing for the other but you feel like you're distancing yourself i'm like no you're doing the same thing with different material because you're you keep telling the world that it's the answer is out there and I'm like, that's just, from my experience, like, I had came back like, last year, May, it's going to be a year now. Last year, May, I was in ICU for a week. Um, my speech was severely affected. I had to learn to speak again. Um, it's like I had like a mini stroke. I'm very young. And nothing really warranted it. I wasn't stressed. I, nothing. It just randomly happened out of nowhere. And I'm 34. So that's a little alarming. And just to rebuild myself um, took a lot of patience and it's so much patience and compassion and understanding and all that shit you give other people. But when it comes to you, you don't do it. You're so mean. You look in the mirror and you'll pinch stuff on your body. You talk mean to yourself. Why didn't you, you should have by now. Why don't that voice if it was outside of you and it was a person, you would beat their ass because you would not let them talk to you like that. Or right, you would just flat out ignore them. Like that. When somebody right now could get an attitude with you and you would pop off. But when internally, when that voice is mean to you, you kind of listen to it and agree. Yeah, you know, I did gain some weight. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> like you just start agreeing with it. And um, so I wanted to create this platform, one, to, to share the things that I've learned. I like to read and uh, share those things that I read. So between the YouTube and the, and the podcasting, it, it keeps me pretty busy. And I've been, get, got, I've been gotten, I've gotten um, some, some great feedback on the show so far. I've only done nine episodes, but... I'm really excited. I'm really excited for the journey and I have no idea where it's going to take me and I don't have any plans on where it's going to take me. I'm just going to do it until I can't anymore. That's real. And I'm glad to hear that you recovered from the mini stroke, you know what I'm saying? Because that's it's kind of alarming to hear. Yeah. So it's like I'm happy you recovered and able to for get sure. back to doing what you love. So how... how how has how has South Florida influenced your um, podcasting? 
I'm here. You there? Yeah. Um. How 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 do you feel like being growing up in South Florida isn't um, influenced your podcast? Well, okay. So Miami is not a part of Florida. It's just Miami, United States. So I grew up in Liberty City. I went to Northwestern Senior High School, and that's like the hood hood. And nothing prepares you for life more than the hood hood. You just have this resilience. Miami people just have this, um, I don't know, this like liveliness and resilience. And I was in the performing arts, so I was always comfortable speaking, being in front of people. Um, You know, you're in high school and you're like in, in every program there is. And I really took advantage of it. I really took advantage of any program, National Honor Society. Like I, I've been speaking this way for a long time. I'll say it like that. And I really um, think that just being here in Miami, United States, that it it really does build up this liveliness. And I think a lot of people in South Florida have that that it thing about them that you can't even explain. They just have that thing about them. So it's uh it's been fun. Yeah, I understand now. I know Miami's a part of, you know, I'll give you that. But you know, it's it's a Florida thing about having resilience and overcoming some tough things. And I, I totally get you. And also, but I would say the resilience came for me when okay. I went to, went off to FAMU. So that's what really built it. Yes, that's what built it for me. And I met a lot of people from Miami bro, during that time. Y'all some chill. cool we'll call no problem. I will, We just want to do the a little bit. Juke. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is some good music. Smoke some weed and sit down. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, a big thing I noticed when I was in college years ago was there was always this beef with Duval, with Duval and Dade. I'm like, really? why is y'all beefing? We like, all Florida and shit. Dade, but like, Duval? Oh, I heard that I don't too. know about I them. I wasn't in battle with like... nobody. I was just trying to go to Iguanas, two-step, do a little Wu-Tang, and be on by my business. Yeah. Now that now I will admit the one I I, I found kind of strange is Broward and oh, Dave. Oh, for sure, like, for right sure. Next to but each it's other. a total thing, though. <laughs> um, Broward is just different. People from Broward are very different. Like I don't know, I don't know if there's a word for it, but it's there is a difference. I know it seems close that we should relatively be the same. Even our dances are different. The way we dance, uh, type of music. Like in Broward, the music is like mad fast. Like it's fast dancing music, you know, Miami music. But Broward, it's like on 200 beats per minute. Like, I don't know. <laughs> 200 beats per minute. Wow. I'm like. It's like me growing up in um, St. Petersburg, Florida, which is right by Tampa. We know Tampa and St. Pete, we never really had beef mm. with each other. We just we just bonded. We just were close together. You know what I'm saying? It's just we always, we just fuck with each other and we came together a bit Tampa Bay. So that way, whenever we did go off, mm. it, and um, I met somebody from Tampa and you know, I'm talking about from St. Pete, we're all cool. So, I mean, well, you, you know, know, it's right next they to each got other, the so. best schools and we got all the fun down here. And Broward is kind of boring. That's really nobody is like, yeah, I'm from Broward. <laughs> nobody says that. <laughs> Nobody's trying to hear that you from Cypress Creek. Like nobody's trying to hear that. I mean, please. It's or like, Lardell Lakes or yeah. Just compare it to Miami because it's very city city life down here. Um but yeah, I mean I mean, I personally don't have any beef with anybody in Broward that I know of. Yeah. Yeah, even though even though my friends from Broward did tell me how most of the rappers and most of the entertainers that um from Miami, they all live in Broward. I'm like, bro, okay, man. I, it's, mean, it's, I don't it's know quieter. about that, but okay. It's quieter. 
Yeah. <laughs> so yes. getting back to your last episode of your podcast, cash is king, and but credit is power. So what do you feel like people need to do to work on their credit during this time of the coronavirus, which almost everything's being suspended sure. or well, they ain't collecting um, I had my um, class, high school classmate, Kendra, who is a realtor in Atlanta, and she was gracious enough to come to the show and kind of give some advice for either new home buyers or if you're potentially going to be a home buyer, things that you can work on before the home buying process. Um, but as far as credit is concerned, one thing I will say is that if you have things on your credit, like dispute everything, dispute, 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 because basically, you know, it gives whatever company, uh, or whatever organization that you owe money to gives them 30 days to prove basically that you owe said amount of money. And if they cannot prove it in 30 days, then they have to take it off of your credit, which can, of course, um, bump up your credit quite a few points. So um, that's one thing. And I would encourage people to do that asapidly because quiet is kept. Look, these people are busy right now and they don't even have time to be researching why you owe these, why you owe somebody $300. Okay. They don't have the time. Take advantage of right now. I know it sounds horrible, but take advantage of what's happening right now with this pandemic and that a lot of companies haven't been running normally and they won't have the way to really, and especially if they've, they've sold the account to different collection, it's hard to kind of track down where Ooh. and who you owe because they have to prove it. The worst that can happen is they come back and go, oh yeah, girl, you still owe Sprint $400. <laughs> That's the worst that can happen. But I mean, it doesn't hurt to try. Just dispute it. If it comes back, it comes back. But uh, a lot of times, things can get knocked off your credit because they can't prove that you owe that amount. So that is one tip. Um, I did. Yeah. And also, some I did have one question for you before you get, drop that last point. Somebody told me if they sell your um, debt to another collection um, agency, I don't know personally, but is that true? I don't believe so. It's just that the trail for that account gets very convoluted. Like it gets very confusing. So if it goes to another collection and then another collection, another collection, they don't know where it originated. They can't prove it. I don't know if it's uh, something happening to the account per se, but I do know that sometimes it's very difficult to track down the original account and the account information. Yeah, that's real. So, so like I said, um, so besides disputing, what's some other things people need to be doing with their credit during the, while we in this Corona apocalypse that um, don't know, we don't know when the hell it's going to end. Don't pay anything that has already, I mean, well, I won't say don't pay anything like, at this point, calling anybody, any debt collector or what have you, and working out some type of plan, because honestly, they rather have something than nothing. And really just kind of, I hate to keep saying it, like just take advantage of this time frame where a lot of companies are bending rules, they're, you know, giving extensions, they're, you know, they're, there are different companies doing quite a few things. So I would just encourage everybody to take advantage of that and call them. You know, oh, what can I, you know, black people, what can I put on it today? You know, throw one of those in there. And if that mm. doesn't work necessarily, then um, as far as your credit is concerned, you don't necessarily have to pay off anything that's on your credit, especially if it's a charge off, anything that's on your credit. It is a waste of money to pay it off because it's still going to stay on your credit. It's still going to stay on your credit. So you're better off trying to dispute it or calling the uh, company and seeing what you can work out and, you know, give them a sob story. Who knows? They've heard them all. Hey, what can we work out? But 
just make an, mm-hmm. an effort. But if yes, you want to true. be a home buyer, from what I learned, even on the past episode, because I was learning things myself, uh, you want to really work on your credit for at least a year um, prior to moving. Um, and that's really so that the lenders can trust you. Of course, you know, you don't want to be late on any bills, things like that, because the banks are basically trying to see what type of credibility that you have with managing money. Um, do you pay things on time? How many times is you pay your credit card late? Or, you know, they take all of those things into consideration. And like Kendra was saying, like, if you can't pay your Victoria's Secret bill, how are you going to pay a mortgage? So they really kind of take those things into consideration. So you want to at least get, you know, 12 months of consistent payments on time so that you build a good rapport. Um, Also, if you this is a little finicky and I don't want to necessarily suggest it, but it happens and sometimes it works out great. Um, If you know someone with great credit, they can add you to their credit card or one of their major credit cards as um, what is the word? Right. As, like you, you, um, I don't Osana know how the word is escaping me, but basically it, it's co. It's co something. Codependent but, or something. Um, I don't know. Basically that you will also be using that card and basically you adopt that person's credit history and Um, So let's say they had a credit card for seven years and they always paid it on time. Um, After about 30 days or so, it's going to adopt the credit history of that person's credit card, which looks good on your um, credit. Which is why parents with kids, Mm -hmm. which is why I will say parents with kids, if you have good credit, Go ahead and set your children up for the future. You know what I'm saying? Just put their name on it. For sure. Because I've seen, I've heard some parents have done that. They put their kids on the, on the credit card. You're and just, just trying to the set them up. Instead of those mamas that, you know, fucked up their kids' credit when they were three. Yeah, set them up. Mamas could do the opposite and hook them up with that, that credit card they pay on time every month. And so by the time these kids are 18, 19, 20 and ready to deal with the world and adult... Um, they will have, you know, because having no credit mm-hmm. is just as bad as having bad credit to a degree. I wouldn't say it is, it's not equivalent, but it's somewhere yes. in that ballpark yes. because that does tell the banks that you've never been trusted with anyone's money. So they're really gambling on you. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's honestly, uh, speaking from personal experience, that's what happened to me when I went to go get a car. The, the very first time they said the same thing. They said, same. Yeah, you're in the system, but you don't have any credit. And yeah, so, same. I was like, for, what you mean? Thank God for a co Don't that mean something good? <laughs> they ain't got no credit? <laughs> they were like, um. Right, that's exactly what I was thinking. And then my aunt encouraged to say, get a credit card. And well, <laughs> Yeah, and I yeah. got got the credit card. I've been working on, you know, tightening up my credit. But like I said, we're all working on. We all human. We all make mistakes. But you're right, For though. Sure. I think now would be a definitely good time to just get caught up. They bend in all types. Take advantage Look, of what is just going on. I don't mind being biggie for things like that. Cause I'll give you a sob story before you even know it. Like, oh, child, it's just so hard. You know. <laughs> Look, I would, I would blame it on the damn coronavirus or shit. Um, somebody told me, somebody told me, look, I was gonna uh, like beg a job for something. Somebody told me, look, you better listen. Put one, I said one of your family's got the coronavirus. Okay, so let me just say, it, out of all seriousness, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. And I don't encourage people to do that. I'm just saying that because it's very serious and people's families are dying. And it's sad and I don't think about it. But I will say that yes, take advantage of this time period where. Things are a little bit more relaxed. Everyone is not in the offices. You know what I mean? Their resources are limited. So, you know, a lot of them mm-hmm. need um, uh, relief as well. You know, so give them a call. Ring them up. See what you can can work out. The worst they could tell you is, no, girl, you still owe that 400 from Sprint. That's the worst that they could tell you. 
but it's it's better than avoiding it altogether and just making the situation work making because listen there's nothing harder than digging yourself out of debt it's like a never ending thing because sure enough one thing happened you know how it go it's like a trickle down effect. One thing and the next thing. If it's not one thing, then it's another thing. Mm-hmm. And you find yourself in a position where you can't do the things that you want to do. You can't go to places you want to go. You can't have a regular adult experience because you're just so consumed with bills and, you know, um, paycheck to paycheck. You know what I'm saying? And like a lot of people are living that. A lot of people have lost their jobs. So it's very severe right now so if you are fortunate to still be working and you are looking to work on your credit i would suggest those few things that i suggested before and yes bring these people up play on their phone yes play on their phone <laughs> and please stop with the damn challenges so <sighs> are you tired of all these damn challenges because it seems like every you know, day there's a new I'm challenge so anti I'm everything. Like, I'm so anti-whatever people want to do. Like, if everybody... Like, my friends try to get me a part of, like, stupid little things on Instagram. Like, oh, and then tag three people. And then I'm like, I'm not doing shit, okay? I'm only going to be on here for seven thumb scrolls anyway. I'm not trying to be. That's all I got in me. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. seven, Like, 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 and get off. (laughs) Because it's so redundant. It depends. It depends. So I guess like, you only be watching it. live you videos. You live video by mistake and you're the only person in there? Look, you got a Homer Simpson back into the oh, bushes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've done that like, before. <laughs> Sorry. But no, it really depends on the person. It depends on their content because um, I'm yeah. big on I need to get something out of it. I don't want to just be entertained because I'm over it. Like everything is made to be made for you to be entertained whether it's any social media games on your phone netflix like my next episode you know i gotta i gotta hit you up for one of my episodes because my next episode is definitely talking about uh addiction and social media because i found myself um scrolling instagram again seven scrolls i get off i get on twitter i scroll longer because it's way more fun i get off there 37 minutes went by. I get on Facebook. Yeah. I check my notifications. Yes, no notifications because they don't fuck with me like that. Cool. Get off. Get on TikTok. And next thing you know, like an hour and some change has gone by and you haven't done shit. Yes, I totally feel you on that. But the thing is with me is what I told myself I have to get back to doing mm. is posting on my Instagram page for my podcast. That's why I told myself I need to do instead of just sitting here scrolling. And I need to be also networking these Facebook groups too, trying to figure out who wanted to come on the podcast and also figure out ways to um you know make money off this thing. So I, I said for there's sure. ways to um use social media for your advantage instead of just sitting there scrolling, just watching all the the TikTok videos and stuff. I'm like and my I sister really was showing me something like that. Like, I struggle with that because now. Um, I'm way more sociable on my personal page because I always, it's like I want to um, facilitate that, that podcast page more, but I've just been cha- having a change of heart about it sometimes because I figure that people engage with me a lot more on my personals. And the way I see it is like, when people are listening to your platform or your music or whatever it is, it's because people like you, you know what I mean? And they listen to your podcast. They listen to your music. They listen, they watch your YouTube, whatever, mm-hmm. um, on the strength that they just like you. You're like, you're not selling them the podcast. They're, you're, you know, they're buying you. Yeah. And so if, and there are people that's like, oh, I don't care what you do. If it's you doing it, I'm going to support and so I was like, I have to find a better balance because sometimes That's I'll talk between uh, the podcasting. You know, I when I'm on there for my podcasting page, I'm engaging. I'm going under comments. I'm great posts. I'm a little bit more involved. 
because on my personal page, I don't be having time to be commenting. I just want to look at stuff, <laughs> post stuff in my stories, and that's it. But I'm the same way on my. Yeah, and then just yeah, just, I'm the same way on my personal page. And I page, just so like I totally maybe let me work on being more sociable on my personal page. And create some type of balance. So I know that, okay, if I'm on my podcast page, these are the things that I'm doing. When I'm on my personal page, I also have a motive. Um, but I want to get, or you do the little questions and or a poll or anything like that to just engage people because people need to feel a part of what you're doing. And um, I did miss that part in like social media marketing, like people want to feel engaged. Like I had this thing, I'll be honest, like I had this thing in my mind that like, I'm like, yes, my show is great. And people should just listen to it because it's like, I'm Beyonce. And people really feel like, and by people, I mean me, but people really feel like opportunities and things should just fall in your lap because you're so <laughs> interesting and you're so, you know what I'm saying? you think that that can sell everything and it's like no you have to do your part people aren't going to just come to you um not like oh if you build it they will come that that day is over you have to go get the people you have to go engage them you have to talk to them you have to build friendships you you know that's why i was glad to do this podcast um and i love the shit that you talk on your podcast and i love the guests that you have um because that's what it's about it's like building a little community so that when you do post, Hey, new episode, people are like, hell yeah, let me go listen to it right now. You know, you create that, um, sense of urgency to be a part of your platform. So these are things I'm all learning and I learned from my guests, honestly. So like, that's a big thing. I, I only want to invite people cause it's not really an interview. I told myself like with the adulting, I hate to hear podcasts. I don't really want to do interviews. I just want to invite somebody to come shoot the shit and talk um and not to be mean but like I don't care <laughs> about how you got here necessarily I just care about what you know so far and how can you help people with that because people hoard information they don't know it but they That's hoard real. information and they're like a fountain of knowledge and you would never know because they don't open their mouths Yes, I, I definitely agree with you on that. And it's like people need to quit hoarding information. And also, and lately I found, and also I know I'm going to stop hoarding information because I get to be a mentor to some people that, that told me straight up, hey, you be talking mm -hmm. about a lot of great stuff. I want you to help me with my podcast. I said, no problem. I got you. So like I said, I'm just embracing the, being that one that people can help. That's you amazing. know what I'm saying? So people stop hoarding information. Yes, that. Yes, and that's something I'm definitely looking forward to. And I'm also looking forward to also yeah. returning the episode with yeah, you. You like to say, you let me know whenever you want to do it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, I'm with you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, I, I could go there. You know what I'm saying? I know you don't heard some Listen, episodes, sometimes it be happening. It don't even be All the way part. ignorant. <laughs> as much as I know and read and shit, <laughs> I could just be really ignorant at times, but it's balance. It's yes. balance. Yes, I, I feel you on that. I've I balanced I balanced the um the, the college boy, the court and the corporate thug with the nigga from the south side. I've managed to balance all three and channel all three when I have to on the podcast. And also when I've had guests on, I just let me see mm -hmm. what, what the feeling is. If it's somebody I can shoot shit with, yeah, let's turn up. But right, it's no, somebody you gotta take advantage of your guests and what they bring. Wild. <laughs> Yes, yes, I definitely agree with you on that. So, what can people gain? Get they're from gonna get some great info. They're gonna the get year? some silliness. They're gonna get some laughs. They're gonna get some great guests with great info to offer. Because again, I'm tired of people hoarding information. And uh, one of my things of the show is um, I always ask my guests, "What are like three adulting life hacks?" Um, that you've learned either about your craft or whatever you're doing. Um, what's three things that you wish someone would have told you that would have helped you out tremendously and you wouldn't have wasted so much time and money and effort. And uh, they always tell me something interesting 
about their journey up until now, or they wish someone would have told them. Because again, a lot of us are falling into like the same pitfalls because no one is like, hey, don't go over there. I already did it, done it, don't do it. Here's the best way to do it. We don't have a lot of that. So I wanted to create that. So hopefully people could take that, oh, take that away from adulting. I hate it here as well. And of course there's me. So. <laughs> right. So. Speaking of what I wish I would have known, what's something you um, wish you would have known about podcasting before that you got started in it? You're going to have days where you don't feel like it, and you're going to have days where you are creatively tapped. Um, it's not just always going to come to you. Like You're going to have to work for it. And what I mean is like, there are times you've ever been like trying to think of a topic or trying to think of something so interesting that people would be like, you know, I need to listen to it right now. Yes. Trying to think of a catchy title, you know, all of the, all of the creativity that goes into podcasting. I think people highly underestimate and people had gotten to a point where like, Oh, well I got a microphone and I love to talk shit. So I have a podcast too. And it's like, great, that's delicious, but it doesn't last long because you realize <laughs> it is actual work. It is actual work. And a lot of us are doing it for little yes, to no money. So for a lot of people, it is a passion project. For a lot of for other people that get sponsors and things like that, that's not very consistent. If you can't find a, a sponsor to, to uh, sponsor your show for an extended amount of time, then you have to understand that there's going to be material you're putting out for the free. Like this is no get rich quick, nothing. <laughs> like, those, so those are the things that I would tell exactly. a new person that's interested in podcasting is that this is work. It is work. Yes, it is work. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Look of Talk podcast. If you don't know, now you know. Pull that liquor up, ladies and gentlemen, because the more <laughs> you drink, the more shots you take, the better this podcast going to sound. And if you don't not, and if you don't drink, mm. go ahead and roll that weed up. Do what you do, you know what I'm saying? Just don't do nothing crazy. And don't drink and drive and try to blame it on Look of Talk because we is not paying for your lawyer. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Look at Talk, and we have this is the exclusive round, the I adulting I hate it here <laughs> podcast round. I totally agree with the name, by the way. This this name was just so catchy. So, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you are enjoying this episode. Uh, so, how did you I come up with the shit. name Adulting I Hate It Here? It really wasn't a lot involved in the thought process, honestly. It was like, oh, okay, I need to come up with a new podcast. I need a name to speak to this portion of my life in my 30s, trying to navigate it um, without making a total mess and embarrassing my mama. So I was like, you know, it's the adulting thing, adulting, adulting. When people turned adulting into a verb, and I say that at the end of the show, it's that adulting is a verb. It's something you do, but it's not who you are. It, you you're not your bills you're not your job you're not your stress you're not those things you know what i'm saying you're a person having an experience that just so happened to have responsibilities so um that's really where it came from child yeah so like, she couldn't even listen first, to my show did your first podcast embarrass your mama And she also calls my podcast an iPod because bless her soul. And she said, Oh, I heard you cussing on your little iPod. Who <laughs> was cussing? I wasn't cussing, mommy. And so, you know, she knows she, she's barred away from because I feel like I don't want to have to tailor my material just in case my mama listens. So I'd rather just ban my mama <laughs> than ban the world. That's dumb.
Yes, that's dumb. Shout out to my mom. Listen, I, I, I wanted to be my mom, but I was like, no, because she's going to feel some type of way. So now I get my mom be like, I was exactly. you be making my ears bleed. I'm like, mom, mom. I'm like, mom, yo, the podcast does not make your ears bleed. Stop acting like you ain't and heard me say a cuss word. Damn, mom. Come on. <laughs> I'm like, and sometimes I'm like, mom, take a picture and show me the blood. Because the only way your ears could possibly bleed uh-huh. is if they you don't got hair like that. And I understand to, that. Because you know. my niece is like 21. And I don't like, she's on my Instagram and stuff. She'll probably listen to this and I don't care. But she'd be on my Instagram, uh, you know, trying to be all sexy and whatnot. I'm like, man, nobody trying to see that. Okay. So <laughs> I have to understand that as a parent, it's just some shit that I wouldn't want <laughs> to hear and or see from my kid I mean with the adulting I hated here I really don't mind she sneaks and looks at the YouTube which I try to keep as clean as possible for obvious reasons but um, she's like yeah I didn't click on your little iPod before I said oh my bad Honestly, I'd rather my family, I'd rather my mom hear it than the rest of my family because as soon as they're going to get around mm. a family gathering, they're going to be like, what you talking about in your little show and stuff? I'm like, they're going to bring up all the negative things. They're like, who ain't mm-hmm. you? Who ain't you going off on? Because I used to do YouTube videos back in college and whenever I came home, isn't that ridiculous? They, my family like, gave me so you much crap these about people them. I'm like, that, you know, something you know what else. It's that people, you, yes. it's hard to change. And people are trying to hold you to old versions of yourself. But you but you always used to do this. It's like, yeah, but I don't now. So here we are. <laughs> like, you have to grow with me. But people, especially family, and that's why people struggle exactly. with family so much. Because they, rem- they remember you as little Nini running around the house. They remember you when you were kind of like 13, 14, 15, 16. But once you become an adult, they start unwanting to know you. And they're like, nope, I remember you at this age and that's how you was then. So that's how you probably is now. Yes. And also a lot of family members, they'll be like, damn, you to put on some weight. I'm like, why the fuck is that the first Mm-mm, thing you the first say? People I'm like, to, shit, to can't you just pinpoint? And it's, 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 it's worse because it's like the worst things you think about yourself, they say it out loud. Enough to try to embarrass you, to get a reaction out of you. But yes. just the way I am, I'm liable to say anything. So you just might not want to cross me that way. And honestly, I know my mom listens, but my mom wonders why I haven't really gone to see my family like that. I'm like, mom, I'm at a point in my life where I kind of don't give a fuck right now because they're not really helping me. So if they say right, something they that I don't want like, to hear, I'm not one of those like people that's like, you know, right just walk away. It's like there are times when silence is an appropriate answer. Like I'm so good at staring at people until they feel uncomfortable. Yes. I want you to check yourself about what you said. Rel- replay it in your head. I'm going to be silent and let <laughs> you replay it in your head and you see where you went wrong. But I'm not going to do that. I will stay silent and stare at you. you what? What? <laughs> I'm like, I'm just waiting for you to have a realization. Because, no, because you don't get to do that. You don't get to to criticize mm-hmm. my body. You don't get to criti- criticize my career. You don't get to criticize my education. You don't get to do that at all. Because if I, if I had to pinpoint all the things that's wrong with you, I would run out of breath. So let's just keep it Gucci. Right. Right. Man, family members, they don't, they don't realize that. Let's just keep it Gucci. Let's just be happy to see each other because I might say some things and y'all won't be mad at me. They're going to be like, oh, you're being disrespectful to the elders. <laughs> no, because well, that's you know what the elders in the, in the black community. It's like, oh, they, they're your elder, then you must Damn show this goodness. respect even though you don't get it. And it's like, I would never curse or probably raise my voice. Like, I rarely raise my voice. Rarely. If I ever have to. Because you should know the severity of when I'm saying it to you because I'd be looking dead at you. Right. I- but... Like my mother, my mother knows how I am. My mother knows I'm the baby of four. 
And my mother thinks I'm so mean. And I'm like, I'm not mean. She swears up and down. I'm so mean. I'm like, I'm not. I'm just a very no nonsense kind of person. I am a very, it's the principal kind of person. So don't try me. I don't care who you are. It's been teachers. It, it doesn't matter. Like, it's not that I don't respect you, but you're not going to get it without giving it. And it doesn't matter who you are. That's real. That's real. That is so real. And lastly, to get back to your podcast. Because they hate this shit too. People That's the bottom to line. The they hate this adulting your podcast. too. And if you need some tips, you need some tools, or you just want to look at my bomb ass makeup, subscribe to my YouTube. Subscribe to my podcast. I always have great guests. I always have great info, great insight. And I'm cool. So you can always hit me up. Uh, I can be found on the Twitter machine at I am Queen T. I am Q-W-E-E-N-T-E-E because I'm extra. And same thing on Instagram. Um, yeah, you should follow it because it's great stuff. And literally everything I've been saying for an hour. Uh, yes, um, yes, like I say, hey, you gotta follow me on everything too. It's Real V Jones on Twitter, and and my personal is uh, Real V Jones also on Instagram. So, y'all follow me on that too. Since we're already following each other on the podcast, you don't page. Even see my tweets, make it happen. But you can tweet me, we will I <laughs> off on Twitter, just be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been thank another you. round exclusive series round. I want to thank Queen T for coming through. Like I tell <laughs> all of my guests, now listen, because you're in Florida, I can say this to you. You're only I might be only six hours away from you, but when you're ready for me to come on your podcast, ready to podcast again, period. I'm only a DM away. Yes, you just already done. We're gonna be doing this thing live. We're going to put, we're going to fuck some shit up in the, the 20 and 21 when Central Florida and Miami come Wu-Tang together. with it. Call it a Tamiami <laughs> combination. <laughs> Wu-Tang with it. Ladies and gentlemen, until the next time we see you, remember to always pull that liquor up because you're going to get through everything and nothing is temporary.